When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, 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 and welcome back to EW's Binge Podcast. Quick drag mini episodes recapping RuPaul's Drag Race Season 14. I'm Joey Nolfi, Entertainment Weekly's Drag Race reporter, and for this episode, we broadcasted live from the bank because the woman we welcomed had check after check after check to cash following a stellar run on the season. That's right, we had future Folsom Fair attendee Angeria Paris Van Michaels with us to discuss the final regular episode of season 14. But before she joined the live Twitter spaces these mini episodes are adapted from, her friend and fellow Drag Race alum Silky Nutmeg Ganache filled in for her while we waited for Angeria to join. So it was a surprise but absolutely worthwhile double episode. Please enjoy. Hello, Silky. It's so great to talk with you. How are you? I am wonderful. You are wonderful. You wa- oh my gosh, you changed rooms for me, Silky. I am so flattered. <laughs> Thank you so I much. I changed rooms. Did you hear me well? <laughs> I can hear you. Yes, I can definitely hear you. Um, it's been a while since we've chatted. I have been dying to talk to you again. How did you feel about this episode? Her mama Rue is getting soft. <laughs> she is getting too soft on the girl. She's showing too much grace. If this was season 11, y'all would not believe this. They read everybody after the music video. And we did wonderful on Queens Everywhere. And the judges came and read every person. We didn't like it was very nitpicky. They let us have it. And over the ever since then, they have been getting softer and softer and softer on the girls. This is the season where we're going to have a top three type of win situation in like two weeks where it's not even going to be like a real win because they won't eliminate anybody. So it's just weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's I definitely a lot of people have been talking about how long it feels like the season is going. But I am seeing a lot of people saying that it also you know, the length of the season does sort of benefit in some way, like, you know, local drag and the fact that there are so many episodes that people are like out at the bars watching this and buying drinks and tipping local queens. It's like that kind of benefits the community in that way, I guess. But yeah, it is. Is that because of the lengthiness or because we was in a global pandemic? Is that because we're able to go out? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) i know it's okay i i greatly appreciate your time this evening i know that you have the clubhouse that you also do um around this time so i understand if you have to jump off for that but i really no honestly i'm for you charlie oh silky i appreciate that so much i'm a crazy girl and you're trying to push me off because i'm up here talking to crazy madness honey (laughs) 
<laughs> no, Silky, that is what I love about you. You are so honest. And um, what did you think of the, because I, I was talking about this a little bit in the intro that I found interesting in this episode was the fact that it seems like they were designing their looks and like drawing them and sketching them, but then sending them off and somebody else was making them. So I was going to ask Angeria what that actual process was, because I don't think that's ever happened before. That didn't happen on your season, did it? Hell no. We will have to do it ourselves. But if that was the case, I, for me, I would have seen something highly elevated, something that I wouldn't have designed for myself. Mm-hmm. And if that was the case where other people did it, I think that most of the girls failed on that point. It's almost like if you have the resources to design something and somebody else is going to make it, go balls to the wall. Like... For me, I would have come out with a backpack piece with wings, <laughs> stuff that you don't like. I probably at season 11 time because I didn't spend any money. Everything came out of my, my closet for Drag Race season 11. So I would have got some stuff that, you know, that would have actually benefited and been a great addition to my wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Or something completely rhinestone, you know. That's a very interesting concept of what that may or may not have been or what that process looked like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but if that if that's the case, I think most of the girls fail on that. Yeah. So so Silky's solution would have been, you know, if I didn't make it myself, I'm gonna make them make me the most expensive outfit that I can concoct on my little pad and paper. Absolutely. Most yes. expensive dance costume they they would have. <laughs> especially if they didn't have a budget. I would have yeah. every rhinestone and beat on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which outfit was your favorite of the ones that were constructed? Did you have a favorite? I did not have a favorite. Oh, no. Uh, I know that they phrase like Dahlia Betty, but to me, that was just a simple bodysuit. Mm-hmm. Just like the rest of them, you know? <laughs> and so, like, if you want to praise the print, praise the print. But in terms of, like, being elevated and everything, I thought it was just the same as every other girl. Whether you agree or disagree, I felt like it was just the same. It seems like it was almost like that was maybe a kind of the mandate was to maybe not go too big with this. And it was to maybe stick with like something that was leaning more towards a bodysuit or one or two pieces just to fit the overall vibe of the video itself. Um, Mm -hmm. But what did you feel? How did you feel about the final runways that they actually presented that were prepared and brought to the show? I think that. My favorite runway and the best runway of the night was Lady Canton. I think her yes. elegantly done, well thought out, and it was just a showstopper. When you do the last runway, you want showstopping pieces, and I think it was a showstopper. Next to her, I think the next best for me was Bosco. She looks great. Bosco looks amazing. Next to that, what have been for me, Willow. I like the concept and everything. Was it showstopping? For me, I'm, I'm not sure. But I think it's a great representation of who she is. I felt like if you're going to come as a character, there's a way just to push the envelope a little bit more. And like thinking about, you know, like Mouse and Rat, I think that um, Nina Bonita Brown coming to mind when she had an interest look like the Mouse. Yes. At that time, that was, mm-hmm. that was groundbreaking. That was showstopping. And so as that as a foundation, I feel like you should just take it just a little bit step more. And yeah. everybody, please take, these are just my personal opinions. They do not reflect 
the opinions of Joey, nor do they reflect the um, <laughs> opinions of Entertainment Weekly, World of Wonder, or RuPaul's Drag Race. I am not paid to be here. These are my own personal opinions. If you want to hate me, go hate your mother. But these are my personal opinions. I have already messaged all the girls and congratulated them because, you know, as a sister that watches this show, I feel like with every critique, you have to give two positives. And because that's how I would want to be critiqued yeah. or judged, you know? Yeah. Um, well, it's different coming from you, Silky. I mean, it's different yeah. because I feel like you have been through the experience. You obviously are an experienced queen. You know what's up. So, I mean, I think that people take, you know, that constructive criticism differently from you, for mm-hmm. sure. So, um, thank you for the disclaimer, though. <laughs> also, okay, I don't know if you know any tea or anything about this, but I don't know. Do you? So, do you know Angeria at all? Are you friendly with her outside of the show? Absolutely. Um a little fun fact, everybody, me and Nigeria used to compete against each other. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yes. Back in the day. And so I know Nigeria, you know, great. And I've kept up with her this season. Mm-hmm. So I think that you- she had my favorite verse tonight it was good oh yeah it was it was very i liked all of their lyrics actually and i liked i loved how willow delivered hers but i really think that angie set the bar high for herself when she did that number earlier in the season so people were expecting like something equally as good as that or better and i do think she delivered um i am curious about if you know anything about your friend miss angie she said at the beginning of the season she had a little crush on lady camden but since the fulsome fair episode i have seen them post Posting so many more photos together. Is this like a Brooke and Vanjie moment? Child, this is news to me. You know, I've been keeping up with the girls and their personal information like that. So now I got to go test and be like, girl, what's the tea with you and Lady Camden? I just saw Lady Camden in LA a couple of weeks ago when she was. Child, these hoes are doing stuff without me. Oh, no. I, how can they, t- Silky, I am, I am shocked. I, I, you know, after All-Star 6, I just was so impressed with everything and how much your career, like, took off your, I mean, the book that we covered and you your post the other day about how many followers you've gained since then. I mean, it's so great to see you getting your due. So we can't have these ladies shutting you out of anything. I know, especially the good tea, because I love the good sister tea. <laughs> Yes, you do. You are always willing to spill it. And, and um, speaking of that book, just to let you know, there will be a cocktail for a queen part two coming out this year. <gasps> and it does include a lot of the international queens. Oh, that's great. So like international style drinks too? Uh, and we have international style drinks as well. Oh my gosh. Are you doing anything else with the silky self-care stuff? I am debating. What do I want to do with it? It sounds very good. I probably have like five or six units. I'm going to take it off my website and give them away because um, I bought a lot of units, but I think I want to do more or pair up with a brand, which I just signed with a new company. So more information to come out with that mm-hmm. soon. Um, well, what else do you have going on? What else can you tease about what is coming for Miss Silky Nutmeg Ganache? Well, as of right now, I am with new management and the new management has been phenomenal since I signed with them at the end of last year. And to be honest, they have been boosting me at mostly college kids because mm-hmm. a lot of colleges request me. And I had applied to be a public speaking bureau. So I'm just, my application has been submitted. And I, now I'm just waiting to see if I'm going to be selected within the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to do more speaking engagements like 
drag is great, but it's the beautiful thing about RuPaul's Drag Race. It has allowed us the opportunity to branch out and to spread our wings. And I feel like with me having the education that I have, that it's time for me to encourage and to work more with younger people in higher education. So that's actually what I've been focusing on a lot of as of lately is going into that arena and making sure that I can be that example to those, you know, kids and letting them know, like, I have multiple degrees and I'm probably going to go back and finish my PhD in a few years. But I want to make sure that I am um, letting them know that even though you have those degrees, it's okay to step out on faith. Mm -hmm. We went through a whole pandemic. And if you want to have this degree and you want to say fuck corporate America and you want to go and do your own thing, it's okay. Yeah. You know, whether you fail or not, you know, it's life. You can Mm -hmm. always pick up the pieces. So that's what I've been doing more of. This is the silky wisdom that I think people love and that would make you so good at those sort of speaking gigs. And I remember, I think you told me in your All-Star 6 exit interview that that's kind of the route that you were planning on going is more speaking engagements and things like that. So I love that you're actually, you know, following up and doing that. Now, we're actually, we're reaching the end of the time that I normally would have had with um, Angeria. So I'm just going to ask you one last thing. I want to know what we are heading into the finale. Um, Obviously, we have five queens going to the finale what is in this time period between the final episode and the finale since you experienced it what is the sort of mindset that you think these queens are in right now heading into the finale like what does it feel like in that sort of interim between the final episode and filming the finale i know each girl going in because i know they just filmed the finale this week mm-hmm I think each girl go in with a different goal. And for me, when I went into season 11 to the finale, I said, for me, I I knew exactly that I was not going to win season 11. I felt in my heart of hearts, even when producers told me that I actually had a chance, I didn't think that I had a chance at all. And so my goal going into it was to look as beautiful as possible and to lose with my grace and my dignity. Mm. And that's what I went in with. And with this season, with them having a top five, I can't even imagine what these girls are going in with. Is it going to be another lip sync smackdown where, where they're lip syncing against each other and battling and dwindling? That, like, I think that they have a bigger task and it's more stressful for them. So if they haven't such doubt, on top of just the stress, I think it's going to show. And I hope that no girl, you know, feel that way or feel what I felt going into the finale. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. So you felt that, was it just because of the sort of treatment that you had received from the fandom that was sort of fueling that feeling for you? It was the treatment that I got from the fandom and the editing of the show. Mm. They had got to a certain point where I didn't speak on Evie in any of my interviews. Mm -hmm. And I remember specifically, there was a particular read I said for Aria Versace that was aired on episode 10. I'll never forget this. And I said, I didn't say that about Evie. I stopped talking about Evie. And so when I had started to learn and see how no matter what I was going to do, I wasn't winning. They was going to make me a true villain of the show. 
mm-hmm. and they were going to make me out as someone. Um, yes, I'm crazy. Yes, I said everything I said, but some things were taken out of context and with the, you know, the shady music added behind it, you know, it was just like, child, I, ain't have, I don't have no choice, no chance of winning. And hopefully, like at this point, Diabetti does not have that same mindset. Because if she do, she's going in probably thinking that, you know, let me let me be, you know, um, but she's a white girl, so I know she don't have that same mindset. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I, no, I, I say it out loud. No, it's okay. It's, it's, because yeah. I, I, that's what I honestly felt. And then also I had a season where we had the most black girls and the way the black girls was being treated still to this day. Most of the girls on my season were the least followed out of the entire franchise. Like all of that played a factor into how you walk into the finale. And yeah. And unfortunately that took a lot from me. Yeah. Well, no, I'm I, again, Silky. I mean, I know I've said this to you a few times. I just am. Uh, every time I hear you speak about this, I'm just, I'm really sorry. I don't know who to be sorry no, on no, behalf no, of, but no, it's just like, no, I, I, no, no, you can't be sorry. You know why? You can't be sorry. You know why? Why? Because Sophie? I'm a black man in America. And this, mm-hmm. is, this is how I've been treated my entire life. Yeah. I know what it is to overcome. And that's a part of my journey. That I didn't experience all of that. And because I, re- I think I did an interview with you after season 11. I said, I'll never go back to All Stars. Yeah. And we went through the pandemic. And I was sitting at the house drinking with Vance. And she was just like, maybe you should go back. The kids like, maybe you should go. Say, Eric. And I was like, what do I have to show them what do I have to prove? Like at this point, they don't like me. I can just go another route. But going on All Stars uh, afforded me the opportunity to go back and to be more aware of how the show produces and edits. And it had me to look out my eye. And unfortunately, yeah. that had me shut down a little bit. But you know what? I have reaped the benefits of that. Mm-hmm. I went back to All Stars and I showed them six amazing lip syncs that are um, yes, you did down in history. So don't be sorry for me because um, I have always come back out on top. And even yes. though the way the people treated me on season eleven, I'm very grateful that they did treat me in that fashion because it has afforded me the opportunity just to keep continue each and every day to prove people wrong. And that's what I do. And if they don't like me, guess what? It doesn't matter because I haven't missed a meal. I'm still booked. And that's a blessing to be continuously booked, especially after coronavirus. Because there's not a, not a lot of girls in season 12 and 13 that is booked on the regular. So for me to still be booked on the regular and to have options in life, that, that's a beautiful thing. So don't be sorry for me for how the people treated me in season 11 because child, I'm still here. I'm still yes, you laughing. Honey, I'm still getting opportunities. So yes. don't feel sorry for me because maybe I'm nobody's victim. Oh no, Silky, I didn't mean it that way. I meant that I just, you know, it's a, as you know, I've gotten to know you over these past few years and it's just like when I hear you talk about the pain of that stuff, it does sort of, you know, on a personal level, it makes me feel for you. And it's just, I'm just sorry when I hear that anybody has gone through something like that. So I feel for you. I, you know, I cherish every time we get to speak together, Silky, I thank you so much for jumping on and filling in for Miss Interior this evening. It is always a pleasure to speak with you. I'll let you go to club 
Clubhouse because I know that Clubhouse um, is anxiously awaiting your return. Sorry to keep you from Clubhouse, but everybody should check out Clubhouse too. Yeah, okay. Clubhouse is great. Everybody should check out Clubhouse because that is a great Twitter spaces. Um, it's a great Twitter space, but please keep in mind that it was created. I don't know if you noticed, but that the uh, Clubhouse was created to be a pro-black place because there was a lot of people that they specifically made that spot because of the treatment of me and Roger O'Hara. Yes. And so they wanted a, a place where we can come in and celebrate the beauty of black people because Everybody loved me and Roger from season All-Star season six. But everything that we produced in All-Star season six is what we did on season 11. We, mm-hmm. we just didn't see it, you know, and they chose to show, show it to you, you know, but, and that's fine, but it's a great space. You'll probably hate half the stuff that we talk about and the people that we uplift and how we read because it goes down. But baby got to have tough skin. So baby, they read. Yeah, it is. It is very real. It's very honest. It is a great spaces. Everybody should check it out. Everybody here should check out Clubhouse as well weekly. Um, thank you, Silky, so much. I think I saw Angeria jumping in here at some point. We're going to hang around here a little bit more and wait for Angeria. Um, but Silky, again, thank you so much. It was lovely speaking with you and always my best to you. Thank you. And I love of you course. guys. Follow me on Twitter. If you don't, I don't give a damn. Follow Silky. Bye, Silky. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right. That was quite a unexpected surprise guest that we had here. Um, we, you know, Silky listens in and out. I see her listening in here. Um, and she does, I, I do, I mean, I can't say enough. Clubhouse is so great. I love that Silky took some time away. Um, you know, graciously gave us her time uh, away from Clubhouse. everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Do I, do I hear I, Angie? Yes, you do. Yes. And I want to apologize to you. I'm having technical difficulties on my end. I'm so sorry. <sighs> Miss Angie, that is okay. I, uh, You know how much I appreciate you. And I'm I, still human. <laughs> yes, you are. And my specialty is, like I promise all these good people here, drag queen tech support is my specialty. Just by me being on the line, you figured it out. Look, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here for EW's Late Night Sessions. I'm so happy to talk to you again after this wild episode. They were, I mean, Miss Angie, they were really trying it with you this episode, weren't they? Oh my God. They were definitely, listen, Joey, they were trying <laughs> it. But you know, it it was just a lot because it, it was a lot because I'm not, um, I'm not the world's like greatest dancer. I can be choreographed um, and I don't mind choreography, but it normally takes me like, uh, you know, about a day or so to kind of let things sink Not in. Not 10 minutes. And um, so, yeah, so like learning it in a matter of moments and then saying, okay, now go. Like I, I kind of had it before getting on the stage. And then as soon as we got to actually doing it, 
all of those dance moves just went all out of my brain. And I was just like, okay, girl, you know what? Right now, at this point, it's you and God. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and I mean, that is a powerful um, combination, Angie and yes. God. That is my guiding forces in life, Angie and God. Yes, um, Angie yes. and God. Now, did you have a hunch, though, whenever they... Because, I mean, you were all doing rehearsals in full drag. So you had to have had some sort of idea that, like, there was a gag coming. Right. I and, and you know what? The gag was that we were doing it in full drag. You know what I'm saying? Like I thought I thought maybe we were gonna like have a moment and then they're like, Nope, you're about to do this right now. So of course, like I but but you don't know how much time, you know, you might get. So just because we're in full drag doesn't mean that we're gonna film this video right, you know, right now at this very second. Like we could have took a lunch, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> gave me a little more time for the moves to sink in yes well no i mean at least you would have i mean if it was just you know doing the, the choreography rehearsal and not doing so well at it at least you would have looked fabulous doing it if it was just that because you looked i really you know you looked good in your little bodysuit um thank you now Oh, come on, my little body little suit. Body you sound suit. like Michelle. Oh, no, no, I don't mean it like that. I, don't, I promise you I don't mean it like that. I, lo I thought it was very colorful. I enjoyed <laughs> it. You know I enjoy all of your looks. Um, now, I do have to ask you something that I tried at, I tried getting it out of your dear friend, Silky, who was, um, she filled in in your absence. We had her on. We were talking a little bit. Now, uh, I tried to get the tea from her, but I don't think she had it because... I have to go back to this when we talked about your little crush on Lady Camden at the very first time you were on this um, series. Um, now, since the Folsom Fair episode, I have seen you two posting many more photos together. Is that can you now confirm that this is a Brooke and Vanjie moment? I cannot confirm that this is a Brooke and Vanjie <laughs> moment. Now, now, if we are working on a Brooke and Vanjie moment, <gasps> is you know might be more of something. But uh, oh. but while the basically while the show is still like going on for sure, I know that like myself and Lady for sure are just kind of trying to focus on everything, and both of us have like very busy schedules. Yes. So even if like that was like a thing, it is. I don't think either one of us are able to handle anything mm -hmm. that could blossom seriously. But I think. I can proudly say that both of us would be, you know, open to any future <gasps> possibilities when things are, you know, a, a little more like when we have a handle on oh things. God. But like right now, things are just entirely too busy, I think, to be thinking about any kind of thing. So until then... Uh, she's going to take me to Folsom. Yes, Folsom <laughs> is where it's going to start. I am predicting it right now. It's going to start at Folsom. She's going to take you to the fair, and that's where the romance of the ages is going to start. Oh, my gosh. Is this an EW exclusive? Oh. <laughs> Joey, and guess what? Speaking of Folsom, I'm actually in San Francisco for the very first time oh right now. Oh, my gosh. Are you scoping out where the Folsom fair is? <laughs> <laughs> I am. I, I actually like um, on the way to my hotel. I was passing by like the Folsom Street, and I was like, "Oh, look! Now it's real." It's real. You're laying the foundation <laughs> right there. Is Lady Camden right next to you? Uh, Lady Camden is not. Right <laughs> I'm just there. teasing you. <laughs> She is not. She, I'm like, yeah, she's over here. She's on the bed. Say hi. That's <laughs> why you were late, Angeria. <laughs> right over here. Uh, plan. <laughs> well, speaking of relationships, I mean, throughout the season, it, it has been said by 
I think Jasmine also said this, and Willow too, especially this episode, that you had a stronger connection with both of them than what we might have been seeing on camera, that the friendship was like really strong. I mean, Willow also stressed, I remember back on the lip sync episode, um, when everybody was watching everybody else lip sync on the stage, Willow like looked really emotionally drained and she was like, Angeria can't go home. And she also said on this episode that, you know, your appreciation for each other goes beyond anything competitive. So what is at the root of the nature of that friendship that we maybe aren't seeing on camera as much? Like, in what ways have you been there for each other that we didn't see as much on camera this season? Well, the thing with me and Willow is, I think after maybe episode uh, four or five, I think it was after we did the PSAs uh, for Save a Queen, um, that's when we really kind of, like, started gravitating towards each other. And and uh, we actually were going to the uh, pool and the hot tub together, <laughs> like in between, like, like, you know, like in between, like filming, like oh. whenever we could kind of get out of our room <laughs> and from our very first time, like kind of bonding at the pool, it just kind of like blossomed from there. And we were just like these friends and we actually connect on like a much deeper level than I ever could have like expected. Like uh, when I tell you that me and Willow are easily like completely, opposites but just alike it's so weird mm -hmm. like she could not be more opposite of me but we mesh so well so when they say opposites attract i'm pretty sure we're like textbook definition mm -hmm. like just put a picture of me and willow like <laughs> right there like opposites attract <laughs> angie and willow it, like we really do and she was just a uh big like emotional course for me like on the show um, and like I said, I still had Lady Camden and um, I still had Carrie and other people that I was, you know, and Jasmine and people I was really, really close to as well. But me and Willow, it was like something entirely different. And I think because it was so unexpected, I think that's why I gravitated towards her even more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I, I guess in my mind, I'm like, I've never had a friendship like this or with somebody like Willow. So it's, you know, that's so great. So what you're saying is that there is like cornbread, there is going to be a Willow pill tattoo on you at some point. Yes, 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 yes. I think I'm gonna free up my left. But oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, can't wait to see mm -hmm. it. Um, now, let's I do want to I love that I love this. I really love that everybody seems to be I mean, this cast really does seem to be like, I mean, one of the strongest, like overall bonds of a cast. So I'm always like, I love hearing these kinds of stories of everybody bonding. Um, but I do want to talk about this challenge, because I was confused with the outfits for the music video, because it looked like you all like designed them and then you like you drew them on paper and then you showed up the next day and they were there and you all were very surprised to see them you were like oh our outfits are here so what like went into that process so like because i don't think that's ever happened on drag race before so what it was yeah so it's, it's not that we were you know of course that we were designing them but what we were doing was uh we were coming up with the creative vision mm -hmm. for them and then they were being designed uh based off of what we wanted um, or what we were, you know, what yes, we were sketching. Right. So we, you know, gave the sketches to the designer. And then when we came in that day, uh, they were just laid out on the tables. So <laughs> that's no, that's I, I just thought it was really, it was interesting to see because we, you, oh yeah, it was definitely something yeah. different. I, I had never seen, I'd yeah, never seen I don't it think we didn't expect that to happen. We're like, oh, <laughs> okay. Like, okay, we get to, you know, I wasn't mad at it because I was running out of clothes. And so. it saved you time. <laughs> It saved you time to work on that choreography. Yeah. 
okay. <laughs> well, during I I also did I, during filming. I died when Michelle gave you the hint of like I feel like you should get on your knees and crawl, and told you that it was a hint. And I'm like, Miss Angie, why didn't you get on your knees and crawl? Oh my god! What happened? Isn't that the question of the night? <laughs> um, so I can honestly say that. I think I had the biggest brain fart um, <laughs> when the music like started and I'm already trying to uh, honestly, like in my head, I, I'm already kind of flustered. Yeah. So I'm just trying to like deliver my best. So I just think what happened is the lights came on and the music started and she went and whatever Michelle said just kind of. <laughs> went like it, it just went somewhere it went wherever the dance moves mm-hmm. went. oh yes they, they they yeah they all went to like the same untucked room <laughs> and like had cocktails because they were not with me they went out to the interior <laughs> illusions lounge of years they past. did they went to the interior <laughs> illusions lounge mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it also, but it, i mean i look i in the final version it it looked like you all had moments in your past looks too from earlier seasons that were in or from earlier episodes that were in there so did you get to pick the ones that you would wear in those sort of b-roll shots in the video and because i'm wondering if so why you chose to pick the look that you did yes so we all got to choose uh one outfit of our um you know uh past looks on the runway and i chose the red outfit because I remembered like walking in it and that day, like the day that we did the ball um, and I had that outfit on for the red resort category, it was like, I felt so fun, like in it, like I felt I was really having fun and I was, you know, feeling so flirty and I was like, okay, I want to put on something that I'm going to be comfortable in. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to put that on. And then I want it to be a look. So I had like other options in my head. I was like, am I going to put on a gown? Am I going to put on this? Like what kind of supermodel do I want to be? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to put back on like what is easily probably one of my favorite runways of the entire season. Yes. It, oh, I love that look so much. I would look at that look all day. And then of course, though, unfortunately, you did have to lip sync against Willow. You both vibed together so well at the end of that lip sync. I mean, it seemed like a true joint performance. So was there a plan beforehand to sort of go in and vibe off of each other, like spoken and agreed upon between you two, or were you just improvising with each other in that moment? Well, it was definitely not a plan, Joey, because <laughs> I I did not think we were going to be in the bottom together. Now, if I'm being honest, you know, I'm not, I'm not crazy at all. Like, I'm not blind, baby. I can obviously tell, you know, what they say, read the room. I know how to read the room. So I obviously knew that I was probably going to be in the bottom. So I had prepared myself to lip sync. I didn't know who necessarily I would be lip syncing against, but I wasn't really prepared at all to lip sync against Willow. Uh, But in that moment, honestly, I was telling myself, you know, me and Willow are friends. Yes. And, you know, I hate that we are here, but I want to be here um, I'm here for a reason. I do want to win. I got to, you know, I got to knock this out of the park. This is my first, what I call my first technical time. <laughs> being in yes, we'll go with that. We'll so, go with that. So I, yeah. So I'm like, I gotta, you know, like I, I have to do it. So honestly, when the lights came on and the music started, I completely forgot that Willow was there, like up until the part that we came together, I couldn't tell you what Willow was doing until tonight. 
I did not know. I couldn't have told you what Willow was doing during our performance because I was so focused on me. All I saw was the judges, the cameras and the lights. That's it. And then when I like kind of got close to Willow and then that moment, it just kind it was it so yeah. fluid. Yeah, it just happened. We didn't plan anything like that was so like free and fluid like that's just how we felt like it was like oh hey (laughs) (laughs) oh hey you're doing this too no i i really liked it i thought it was great energy that just speaks to the connection that you have the last thing that i want to ask you miss angie um to close this out is heading into i know we have the finale and the reunion coming up um the finale the week after that so what can you tease about what you know, w- without spoiling, we don't want to get you in trouble, but, um, you know, what we can see, what we can expect um, in terms of, like, a vibe from the reunion and also the finale. Um, I think for the reunion, what you can expect is a lot of unresolved oh, no. <laughs> between people coming to a head, finally. Mm. You know, the reunion, of course, is, is a moment where everybody gets to kind of address those things that they might have, you know, known had been said, or they might have not known. We've all been watching confessionals and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, this is just the moment for everything to finally be laid out on the table. Like, okay, girl, because, you know, people during the season, people go home and, and things are left unresolved. So this is the moment to come back and say, okay, let's resolve this. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And, And then this is our first, Joey, this is the first uh, reunion, like live reunion back. In years. So yeah. Exciting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so, so expect all of that. Expect it to be an awesome reunion because it is the first one, you know, it's not a, this isn't a Zoom, uh, a Zoom <laughs> reunion, girl. No shade to the other season. But <laughs> the Mortal Kombat know, fight screen. They did what they had to do, but, you know, we are back. Uh, live, you know, sitting with each other and Rue, so it's going to be a lot of fun. And then as far as the finale, just expect a lot of show-stopping performances just all night, just, yeah, a show. Just expect a show. It's going to be a show. You know, you always give us a show, Angeria. Thank you so much for being here tonight. You are my the, the first and only double interviewee on a Quick Drag, so thank you so much for opening and closing this season <laughs> with us. I cannot wait to see you on the finale. Everyone, please wish Angeria well, and thank you all for tuning in to hear this conversation, and thank you to Silky for filling in for Angeria. Yes! Um, so, Angie, <laughs> thank you so much and good night um, and thank you for a wonderful no season problem. thank you Joey right. Team Nigeria yes Team Nigeria <laughs> alright bye bye okay bye Thank you all so much for listening to keep the conversation going. Follow Entertainment Weekly on all socials at EW on Twitter and at Entertainment Weekly everywhere else. And tag me at Joey Nolfi. If you like what you heard, subscribe, rate the podcast and leave us a stunning review. See you next week. This episode of Quick Drag is produced by Sammy Junio and Lauren Klein and was edited by Lauren Klein. Full episode reports are available at EW.com. <laughs>